Welcome to the podcast where I invite you on a journey to explore meaning, vulnerability and purpose through the lens of a life lived in geekdom. I'm David Monteith and I am the Naked Geek. Hello and welcome back and today I want to start off by telling you of a beverage which basically I'm just telling you about this because it's it just takes me way back it makes me feel proper old school and it's a beer called, <laughs> it's uh, it's called Rhubarbra Streisand I mean seriously how do you resist this now it's it's a, it's got a seriously fun and colorful can with a likeness of the great lady herself on it so I mean that's just fun to begin with and this is another one from Brew York remember I mentioned them in the previous episode where I talked about the Battlestar Galactica one that they did um this one is 5.5% and this is how the website describes it a deliciously tart yet creamy big-bodied milkshake IPA rammed with a rhubarb vanilla and just a smidge of fiery ginger. Now, that's all well and good having that description from the company, but I'm here to tell you those rhubarb and custard sweets from back in the day, remember those? If you're a certain age, if you turn them into liquid, made them alcoholic and put it in a colourful can, this is exactly what you got here this drink, this rhubarb Streisand, is pure retro on the tongue. So that's another one I'm chalking up to Brew York. <laughs> uh, seriously, I mean, just the name on its own is enough. Anyway, what are we talking about today? Right, so I've been watching The Witcher on Netflix. Now, in case you don't know, The Witcher started life as a series of books and short stories by Polish author Andrzej Sapowski, if I hope I've pronounced that right. Now, the world he created has been expanded into comics and successful video games. They've also been adapted into a film called The Hexa and two TV series, which I didn't know. I didn't know about any of this. Uh, so you've got there's The Witcher on Netflix and The Hexa. And I'm so curious as to know what the Hexer is like because I am loving Henry Cavill as the Witcher in this most current Netflix show. To be fair, I'm loving Henry Cavill in most things. I still say we need another Man from Uncle film. And I'm saying that as a fan of the original TV series. Anyway, I digress. Now, The Witcher is medieval fantasy. And in this world, witches are mutants trained from childhood to be monster hunters. And the TV show centers around Henry, Henry Cavill's Witcher as he tries to escape his destiny. Now, one of the fantastic things about this show is that it requires you to pay attention. Because the story's not told in a linear fashion. And it took me a while to work out that each episode shows you events from like a minimum of three different points in time. Now, once I figured that out, I was just impressed that a studio went for this kind of storytelling. I can imagine them, you know, them putting it down in the production meeting saying, this is how it's going to go. And I'm just shocked that the production people weren't, you know, really reticent for that kind of storytelling, but they went with it. They trusted an audience. And in my mind, that's paid out. Anyway, I watched the first episode ages ago. And despite enjoying it, I never went back. You ever do that? I have no idea why I didn't go back. But while I was recovering from COVID, I had a little time on my hands and I decided to get back into it. Man, 
I am so pleased I did. I've loved every episode. But here's why I'm talking about it. And, you know, I'm not I'm not proud of what I'm about to, to tell you. Because it forced me to face an ugly truth about myself. So, for context, I'm watching episode two and there's an elf woman in it who looks really familiar. And it takes me a while. And then I realise I taught her acting. I was her first acting teacher. And I'm like, wow, that's amazing. Now, the next day, <laughs> I'm watching episode three. And it's the only episode where they show a witcher who is not Henry Cavill. Uh, this guy looks familiar too. And I, hey, it's my good friend Gudmunda from Iceland. Yeah, quite funny because I struggled with his name. So in the end, I ended up calling him Godman every time he got a little bit drunk. But that's another story. Um, we shared a flat in Poland together last year. We acted together. We got drunk together. And we generally had a great time in Poland. So it was damn cool to see this dude on the show and then i felt the bitterness and i'm going to be honest it's not the first time last year i discovered a series called siren which was on sci-fi in the uk i think that's where it premiered but i think it's now available on amazon um now Siren is about mermaids, but don't be deceived. These mermaids are carnivorous. And if they're around, trust me, you want to get out of the water. So it's it's a really interesting take that I keep meaning to go back to. I mean, it survived for three seasons. So that's that, you know, can't be all bad. And one of the main characters for all three seasons turns out to be another student of mine, another student that I was their first acting teacher for. Uh, which So again, amazing. Now, uh, a few years back, I was a star of a film which had Charlotte Ritchie in it, who is now the lead in the brilliant BBC comedy Ghost, which, incidentally, is so damn good. If you haven't seen it, you really should get an eye player and check it out. They're doing a, a remake in America, and I'm like, I don't understand this genius thing. Has only been, I mean, it, it was out last year. Season two was out last year. It's not even like dead and in its grave. You're making a remake. I don't understand. Anyway, that's not the point either. Here's the ugly bit. I want to be happy for my friends and students. I do. I really do. To be in reality, their success is my success. But is it? I don't get no money. I don't get no exposure. I don't experience the joy of working on what looks like some truly fun project, projects. I don't get to go to Comic Con and meet my fans. And I have to face it. I'm bitter. I am. I mean, I've been doing this for a while. Where's my accolades? Surely it's my time now. I've paid my dues and I'm struggling. I'm struggling monetarily. I'm struggling for time. And I'm bitter that these people, especially those that have come after me, are doing better than me. Now, I'm a weird conjunction in my life. After being hospitalised with COVID and coming close to a bad outcome... And after a conversation with my best friend about our podcast, Geek Syndicate, go check it out, which has been running 16 years, by the way. It was a conversation about our highs and lows and the future of our podcast. And, and after evaluating what I've achieved and haven't in my life, I realised something. I'm looking in the rearview mirror. Every emotion I'm feeling, all that bitterness is because I'm constantly comparing and lamenting what is happening now with my past disappointments. 
with my failures, with the injustices or the unfairness of my situations. I'm over 50 and I'm thinking about how much time I have left. And instead of forging a way forward with positivity and purpose, I'm being weighed down because I'm looking backwards more than forwards and letting that backwards lookingness shape what happens next. It means a deep weariness has taken hold, which hasn't just affected my work, but my relationship with my wife. How do you keep the magic alive if you're living in disappointment and bitterness? When I went into hospital, Siobhan, my wife, said that watching me, she genuinely didn't think I was coming back. So, in the light of that, I'm making an attempt to change my mindset to live in gratitude and to take my eyes off the rear view mirror no matter how comfortable wallowing in my misery is. If I want to revitalise my marriage and achieve anything worthwhile and maintain some kind of joy in life, I don't really have a choice. I want to watch The Witcher, Sirens and Ghosts and thrill to it, laugh at it, enjoy it without this weight of bitterness. It's, it's too heavy. It's not serving me. So, as cheesy as it sounds, I'm deciding to explore gratitude every damn day. I don't really have a choice. Thank you for joining me once again in my boudoir. And I'm going to ask you to do me one favour. Can you guess what it is? As much as I'd love you to rate the podcast and leave a review, what I'd love more than anything else is that you tell a friend. The Naked Geek is a Rogue Spirit production.